Fuck so so hum MCs who can't rock the kids, so go cut the cheese. Take this application to rhyme like these. My rap trend hot under 10 degrees. So don't stop facing, I'll stop placing. Bets on that you'll be disgracing. You and your mind for my beat, for my rhymes. A time for a crime that I can't find. I show you my gun, my Uzi ways are dumb because I'm public enemy. Number one, one, one. Hey guys, you're listening to Public Enemies Podcast. I'm Jay Bush, as always, joined by Dr. Jeebus and Tangent. Say hello. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, dude, every, every episode. You, you were, you were so first, dude, that, that, you know, I sat there and waited for you, but I just want to say, this episode's definitely going to be better because I have my Rockstar and Everclear in hand, and I am Ow. drinking as we speak. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. So, uh, we are here for episode four of Public Enemies, and uh, we are definitely going to try to get to as many topics that we were given tonight as possible. Um, so, I mean, I think something that's on everybody's mind right now we can probably talk about is uh, some spoilers. Uh, there, There's about 184 at the time that we're recording this. And we're going to go over every one, right? Yeah, we're going to slowly and surely and... Uh, <laughs> With as much thoroughness as possible, go through every single, including reprint spoiler. I'm glad right. Swamp is back. <laughs> Man, there's five different swamps even. So there's swamp number one. <laughs> what card number is that? Just out of curiosity. Oh, well, there's, oh, there's four of them. It's card numbers 238 through 241. Nice, nice. Oh, Good wow, choices. it's really interesting. There's no pictures <laughs> up yet, so we don't know how nice they're going to look. But if John Avon had anything to do with it. One will look really good. What is? Why does everyone like sucking on Avon's dick when it comes to basic land? He, he, like they look amazing. They, yeah, they look amazing. Like they're fine. Like do they, they look like know. land? I, all right, there's more important spoiler stuff to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Like island. So, like island. So moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so we each wrote, like kind of wrote down some of the cards that we want to go through. I'm gonna go first because I have the least amount to bitch about, so that means that I can just blame everybody else when this gets boring. So, I wanted to talk, first of all, about card number one, which is Agus Angel. So when I first read the name Agus Angel, <laughs> I was like, fuck, fucking Dota? God damn it, you're seeping into every single facet of my life. For those of you who don't know what Dota is, it's like a 10-year-old Warcraft 3 map that, like, some guy, I think his name is, like, Ice Frog Online is his weird moniker. He created this hero arena, and it's called, it stands for Defense of the Ancients. And it's become so popular now that, like, people, there's millions of people that still play Warcraft 3. And when StarCraft 2 comes out, or when the new patch, or what is it called? Patch expansion? Jay, set? if they don't know what Dota is yet, they don't care. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> when the new, I'm just trying to set some precedence here. When the new StarCraft expansion set comes out, they have stolen this map from this, like, Asian guy who created it on Warcraft 3, and they've actually made it a part of the game. That's crazy. Wow. So when I was reading this, I was like, that's funny. Just a funny coincidence. Then I went down to read it, and it says, when Aegis Angel enters the battlefield, another target permanent is indestructible as long as you control Aegis Angel. That's just a direct ripoff of Dota. That's all I have to say about this card. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's going to be a limited bomb, but I don't give a shit about any of that. All I care about is now that I can play Dota while I play Magic. That's um, amazing. I also wanted to talk about... That illusion clone, I think that's fucking bonkers. Do you guys think that's bonkers? Somebody said that they didn't think it was bonkers, and I beat the shit out of them. I can honestly say that I've never really thought anything was bonkers in my entire life. <laughs> but, what the fuck is the illusion clone called? 
Does it have a it's name? It's called Phantasmal Image. It's it's a it's a clone for two mana, but it has it was the skulking ghost ability. Now it's the illusion ability, where if it's targeted, it's destroyed. I think that's the most amazing thing I've ever heard of. That is bonkers. <laughs> okay, what, what a fucking what's... troll! <laughs> All right, what's your real opinion, Tangent? Uh, yeah, let's talk about this card. Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, what my opinion is is I'm just reading it now for the first time. So. Since you gave such a little brief synopsis of what the actual uh, card text is, well, I'll read it. You may have Phantasmal Image enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield, except it's an illusion in addition to its other types and gains when this creature becomes a target of spell or ability, sacrifice it. And that is for two. So, yes, I would say that is pretty insane. Like, I just think that's, you guys that's are just be... both... You're just both in agreeable that this card's amazing. Uh, I, I don't think it's amazing. I think it's I think it's a really solid card. I mean, uh, the yeah. uh, especially yeah, in limited man, fant- the illusions have been pretty awesome in in limited as it is. Yeah, yeah, they have been, and that like actually, I do really like it for limited. I don't know, I don't think it's going to have a big place in constructed. Um, I, I have to say, this was going to have no place in EDH, though, or almost no place, which is kind of yeah. disappointing, because I'm a big fan of clone effects, but, like, yeah. everyone runs Maze of Ith, so if you use this, unless you have a Shroud creature to copy, you're just dumb. Which would be difficult, considering it's got Shroud. No, this doesn't target. Learn your magic rules, you fucking Oh, idiot. it doesn't? Okay. Okay. Yeah, clones, clones, don't clones don't target. I did not read it. Thank you very much. <laughs> you read the entire fucking thing no, aloud, even though I, I did not pay attention to the words. You were like, I'm just going to waste another Words minute. are far <laughs> too confusing to for me, about. man. They're far too confusing. No, okay, so. Okay, so anyway. You're right. Anyway, I think, I think this, this, like, I think, sadly, when M12 comes out, everybody and their dog is going to be playing, like, a mono blue or, like, a blue X control, where they just think that, like, they're going to be the only people on the planet that think about blue aggro and all these cool, like, phantasmal creatures that are so aggro. Like, I mean, yeah, I'll agree that, like, when I'm playing standard, if I don't have an answer for a turn one phantasmal bear, like, you're probably going to get some damage in on me. And if I go, like, primeval titan, and then you go phantasmal image, then you don't really care if I kill your guy. And if I don't have the thing to kill your guy, then I'm probably going to lose. Like, I'll give you that. But... I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I'm really annoyed by all the people that are talking about all the illusion decks and the mono blue aggro decks that are, they think are going to come out. And it's almost to the point where it's like mono black control was at the last ten sets. Oh, I think it's well, horrible, man, because I think that, I mean, every since they, they talked about that Lord or whatever. The um, Lord of yeah, the Unreal? Yeah. David, David Copperfield, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, this phantasmal image, though... Like you guys were saying, it won't have any place in EDH, and I totally disagree with that. Not only because of the the shroud thing, which I was being a complete fucktard about, but I'm talking mm-hmm. about like, okay, what about all the creatures in EDH that actually have abilities? Not only yep. when they come into play, but when they're sacrificed, right? So there's yep. there's a lot of things that th- that can actually do in EDH. I didn't I didn't full on agree with Jeebus. I just said that like it probably won't be as bonkers in EDH as it will be in any other format. Right, right. And but I, but like but I, EDH, I suppose worst case scenario it is like a sorcery speed hero's demise or something. Yeah, uh, or like just kill a general. But I have to say, like well, the illusions, like aggro illusions, it has more of a chance than mono black control. Yeah, like I mean, these are all 
these are all very aggressively costed creatures. Mm-hmm. They have a like they have a lord to pump them and make it so like now their drawbacks gone. And with mm-hmm. this fantastical image, you, you essentially have eight two mana lords in the deck that make themselves all untargetable. Yeah, it it could be like fish. It could be. Yeah, I mean but, I'm gonna reserve judgment on that because I yeah. I mean they're still fucking day of judgment. I think right. Yeah, yeah. and the thing so, is the thing is like the thing is that until you get your lord online. And I still only have to kill your lord. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Like, it's just not... If you have two of the lords, then they're both... No, because they're not not illusions, right? They're both untargetable. Are they illusions? They're not illusions. They're not illusions. Oh, shit, it's not. No, so they're they're fucking suck balls. Oh, no, that deck's gonna blow. I know, exactly. (laughs) Here's the thing. You guys keep talking, Jay, because you keep fucking Take talking. everything I said back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because you keep talking about mono black, Jay, I lost to it the other day, dude. Because yeah, you brought that ever. shit up, man. No, I did. Was, he had every answer at exactly the wrong time, and it sucked. I lost once, exactly one time, and all the times I play, played mono black control. And I blame you, because you had to talk <laughs> shit about mono black control on the last episode. <laughs> Ugh, I don't even want. Yeah, to I don't want to either. But you guys keep talking about it, so I'm gonna shove that in your face. So anyway, okay. Okay. So. Well, moving moving on from Lord of the Unreal Aggro Illusion deck. <laughs> the other thing too is like just for the for the EDH and the Phantasmal image. A Riku is gonna love this this Phantasmal image. But B, I'm also okay paying two mana for any really amazing creature that you have. So like for example, everybody in green plays Indric Stomp Howler, and everybody plays Acidic Slime. And Primeval Titan, and Terastodon, and Woodfall Primus. I'm okay copying any of those, provided that they die. I don't care, right? That's not a big deal to me. Right, right. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Judge Jeebus, but if I cr- mm-hmm. if I copy something with Persist, does this come back? It surely does. So I can copy a Woodfall Primus, blow something up, you kill it, I can bring it back and copy something different. So, or you so can just like copying another Primus, that's also yeah, good. Well, I just mean like I just mean like I could I can do I have flexibility, yes. right? It can do it all for two and and <laughs> for two mana. That's the thing I like about this guy is he's only two mana. He he has a huge drawback, so he's going to be limited in EDH. But I just think like he could get there with some right right support cards. And again, even in standard, like blue white control might play him just as like you play a Titan, I play a Titan because we're going to see the summer of Titans again. I'm, of I guarantee that. That we're gonna go but at the same to- time, like it's you play a Titan, and now I'm dead to Valakit, so you don't really care that I have a couple more islands in play. Well, no, because I mean, you could be playing Frost Titan or Grave Titan. Okay, but right? more realistically. <laughs> but more realistically, okay. Yeah, okay. More it's technically true. More realistically, you're just gonna lose to Valakit. Did I mention that I went three-one with Valakit at F and M? Pretty good. You did. Good for you. Yeah. Valakut's back, bitches, and I'm happy about it. So so uh, basically all the bad players came back so that you have a chance out there? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, all the mono-black players came back. <laughs> you, you it, wasn't um, just, uh, it wasn't everyone playing Cobblade because it was their last week because that's what ours was. Yeah. Oh, really? We had a couple people show up like that, but I, I, I beat one Cobblade, so I was happy. Nice. Um, so what else did we want to talk about? Those There's are the some other cards I wanted to bring up. Yeah, go ahead. Well, didn't you want to talk about Warsnarm's Surge and how Ugh. wrong you are about it? Yeah, so this card is overcosted and awful. Incorrect. Why don't you tell okay, well, the, the, the <laughs> listeners why you think that this card is fairly priced and will see play over something like Pandemonium? 
Okay, first of all, what the card is, it costs six mana, five and one red. It's an enchantment. Six. Alright, relax, buddy. <laughs> Whatever creature enters the battlefield under your control only, it deals damage equal to its power to target creature or player. So it's an asymmetrical pandemonium. Pandemonium costs four, and I don't think anyone's going to argue that should cost less. And Or are you going to argue, Jay, that pandemonium is too expensive? No, I think that's fine. I mean, I would play it if it costs three or four, so I'm just... Okay, why, like, this is this is the asymmetrical version of that. It only helps you. Like, that needs to cost more. And for EDH, six mana, like, a one-time investment of six mana to completely fuck up everyone's world is perfectly reasonable. Like, I don't see why you think this is unplayable garbage. Like, I've even seen people use um, Where Ancients Tread in Shards, which is the much worse version of this. Uh, from, or I'm sorry, in EDH, the much worse version from Shards block that did five damage whenever, like, a giant creature came into play. But yeah, it only cost five. We're called it only cost five, and you built your deck around it. Yeah, exactly. There's that, too. <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you, Jeebs. I, I really don't. Like, like, I were. see, no, no, no. <laughs> I was just making a point because it sounded good against you, but, but the, th- but <laughs> the thing is, is, <laughs> this enchantment will be will see play, and it, if if a deck is built to handle it, like I mean, if the, if you have a deck with a lot of creatures in it, then one people are probably going to be more worried about your creatures. Two, hopefully you have some other enchantments that they're going to want to kill. Otherwise, it's going to get destroyed as soon as it hits play, and you're going to lose a fucking enchant six casting cost enchantment for like one. But yeah. <clears throat> but if not, then then you uh, you know I mean you have an enchantment out there that's gonna do some serious damage before it goes, and that's like I understand okay. your point about it being decent. It will be okay. It's not great. Well, it's fine. Like there's no reason anyone should play Pandemonium over this. Cause like okay, you can drop Pandemonium, and then I can be like okay, I'll sneak it in, sneak attack in, Blightsteel Colossus, and you're dead. So go jerk off in a corner while we keep playing. Like, that's not a risk I'm willing to take. I playing EDH, dude. So it's all about Moving rules. on. Yeah. All right. Moving, um, moving so on. one of the other cards. This is one there's actually been quite a bit of debate about. Um, anytime there is a blue instant that can potentially let you draw three cards for one mana, people, like, start coming in their pants over it. Oh, my God. Uh, isn't it annoying? A uh, little bit. So this is card Visions of Beyond. Costs one blue instant. Draw a card, and if a graveyard has twenty or more cards in it, draw three cards instead. So what do you guys think about this? Yeah, it's fine in EDH. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess if you're just a true believer in that Jace, then I guess it's probably a decent card. Oh, this card will be awesome in the Jace Illusion standard deck that everybody plays. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The with Jace. with okay. Jace's erasures and divinations, <laughs> that deck will be right next to uh, the Wolf Mill deck. For you know, for those people <laughs> who want to run that, yeah. Dude, All right, I was I was really hoping one of you guys would be an idiot and like say this card was amazing for standard. Like, <laughs> thanks, thanks for the vote of confidence. <laughs> well, I mean, it's boring when we all agree, but like, yeah, it's. It's not boring I mean, when we all agree, because we can yeah. say that people who say that this yeah. is a good card are fucktards. The other thing the, is, like, why would you ever play this card when you have Probe, which is a worse one of the, like, a worse draw spell, and you have Preordain? Like, I, I don't really like, think this those is, are related, are they? No, but it's, I mean, it's, it doesn't rotate until October. No, well, I mean, people are 
It's just the fact that this has the potential to be Ancestral Recall, so people are all excited. But, like, uh, it but is an- so ancestral... specific, aside from EDH. Like, yeah. this is this is specifically for, or actually, it's just for a mill deck, and pretty much that's it. It's not even good in no. Reds. It's, like it's for the worst deck. Medium, which is so much better. I mean, is there really too much? Like, when you when you come up against a mill deck when you're playing in Standard, do you ever get scared? I don't think I've no. ever been paranoid or worried about a mill deck because I know that it, it's like a buy, okay? Well, the, like, the other thing like is... Like, I own I've sat there and Crackle on my sideboard, so I'm yeah. fine. I'm not... Yeah, exactly. I've sat, there, I've sat there and gotten just cracked and cracked and cracked over and over again with, like, sort of body and mind and, like, nemesis of reason and mill decks, right? Yeah, like I'm saying, after I was a bad player, because like when I was a bad player, of course, in our in our play group, there was two people that had mill decks, and they were amazing. Then everybody thought they were unfair because everybody else was bad players too. Well, it's probably back when mill decks actually had some potential too. Yeah, so like I've sat there and just gotten cracked over and over and over again, and still beat them. Like mill decks don't <laughs> do anything; they're just like discard decks and like life gain decks. You but need dude, to be doing with this spell. With- they can draw three more mill spells. Think oh about my God, it. God, you broke the format. <laughs> we should we should email that idea to Cody Crossman right after we ended out of this podcast. <laughs> Fuck. Three more tomb scours, dude. Right there. You know what I would rather okay. talk about than visions of beyond is turn to frog. Turn to frog. <laughs> oh, that's the um. Yeah, diminish. the new humility. Diminish with a funny name. Well, it's no, humility, it's snake form, man. Or not humility, humble. It's- Except it's one one instead of o one. Well, that's what Snake Form was, right? It was a 1-1 yeah. and lost all abilities. Yeah, Snake Form made Drew a card as well. Well, yeah, so Snake Form was technically better, but I'm just saying it also cost 3. So yeah, it's not like, like any five. of these cards. It's, right. it's, almost, it's <laughs> almost the same thing as Humble, but it's 1-1 <laughs> instead of 0-1. Relax. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, the same as Diminish, like I said. Right. No, Diminish, it doesn't keep... Or Diminish, it keeps its abilities. Like, it's a fine, oh, limited oh. card, and, like, as good removal as Blue is yeah, going to get. Yeah, I'll use this in Limited. And, like, and it has a stupid name. Yeah, I'll use it in limited, and I'll laugh at all the nerds that like make a big deal about saying it funny. <laughs> oh, They're gonna say it make funny. Fun of you playing it too, like people still like I. I've actually been doing a lot of M11 sealed recently for some reason, just because that's what I had online. And uh, like people still get upset when like they lose to diminish. Like they really? stuff that's a good. Yeah, people don't understand that like it's blue removal. Like what the fuck do you want? Like yeah, like when I when I first started drafting and playing sealed blue. Or M11, sorry, because it was basically blue once you figured it out. Um, I was, I said the same thing. I was like, I'm not going to play counter spells and I'm not going to play diminish. That's stupid. And then I was like, wait a minute. If I play five counter spells and two diminishes, then I just win the game. Whoops. And then, yeah, people did get mad at me for playing diminish, but I didn't think they would still now a year later. Nope. Uh, people don't learn. They're stupid. I don't know if you knew this. Um, yep. You just reminded me. Thank you. Moving on. Anytime. All right, so moving on, uh, another card I wanted to talk about, because um, I'm kind of skeptical about this being a mythic. Uh, I believe it's our first mythic aura. It's Angelic Destiny. Costs Ugh. two and two white. Uh, enchanted creature gets plus four, plus four, flying first strike, and is an angel. Uh, and it has the Rancor ability. Nope, it's not even as good. It's only when the creature dies you return it to a, um, you return the enchantment to your hand. So they can disenchant it or naturalize or whatever, and then it's still gone. So it's yeah. not even as good as Rancor. Uh, so what do we think about this? Is what you're asking? The tangent. You haven't talked very much. I have talked. Please. No. I think. I think this is pretty good. But I. I think it's. Uh, what's the the usual forecasting cost? 
you know, plus one, plus one for each planes enchantment. It's like, I don't think it's oh, like yeah. so significantly better than that. Also, but, I haven't seen that in the spoiler yet, so it looks like this just replaced it. Right, as a mythic. Well, I think see, it could so be a rare. Here. One, I think this is going to be, obviously, this is your Sarah Angel or your Baneslayer Angel in draft. If you land this and they don't have removal, you just win the game, which is the same as any other bomb, right? In draft and sealed. Right, yeah. So, so, in draft, it's, I think, less powerful than Armored Ascension, because it doesn't give you the lifelink that uh, you get from Baneslayer. And neither does Armored Ascension, so what are you talking right, about? Right, but Armored Ascension gives it a larger bonus, most Gives likely. it a larger bonus, but this gives, well... Well, no, because no be, one runs all can, planes, dude. You'd get, yeah, like, a thing, plus Things can be four. said about different things, too, because this also gives it first strike. Like, I don't know, whatever. All right, all right. But, but moving on from that point is just like this is this is your your bomb in white, uh, one of the bombs in white for draft and sealed, and I think it'll be fine to play it. I would probably if I opened a pack just off the top of my head without looking at you know twenty cards in the set, I'd probably first pick this. I think that's probably a fair first pick. the The problem with this card is that, like Jeebus said, it doesn't even have Rancor's ability, and second of all. Like, I don't know about you guys, but have you guys ever lost two really bad decks or cards like this sometimes? You know, like, where they, like, people play awful things, and you're just, like, you're not, like, nobody plays Angelic Destiny, so you don't account for Angelic Destiny, and then somebody puts it on their, like, Hexproof 3-1, like, Spirit Wolf, and you're just, like, fuck. And you're saying in in standard? Well, you're talking about limited? No, I'm talking about like standard. Like this oh. this card is not standard playable for people like us. Well, they'd even like, do it, they'd even do it worse than that, man. They'd put it on like that aura guy from I don't know. I think it was from Rise <laughs> of the Eldrazi or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden you lose to a dude who's like ten ten unblockable. It's like ten ten unblockable. Yeah, exactly. And you're like they go turn two aura narlid, and you're like <laughs> yeah. nice deck loser. And then they go fucking angelic destiny, and you're just like fuck. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna fucking go O2 drop to this. <laughs> well, what so do you guys think thing. about what do you think about a uh, a mythic aura in oh, general? Because like that's what I was gonna say. I'm kind of upset that this took up one of the mythic spots, only because it, Wizards insists on cramming mythics down my throat. Right? A. B. Card stores insist on hiking up the prices on mythics because they're mythic. Right? right. I've heard that. I've heard that excuse a lot. Like, oh my god, this awful card is four dollars. Why? Well. It's used in some decks. Casual players like it. Oh, and it's mythic. And like, so fucking what? Supply um, and demand. If it's yeah, mythic, there's I less just, of them. Like mythics, I mean. like, but, uh, mythics aren't by default worth like four dollars, but like there's no, no. less of them, so they're, they're yeah. they have a better chance of being worth more. Like no, no, I agree with that. That's why I kind of a card is only worth what someone will pay. If no one's going to pay the four dollars, and then let me explain. Yeah. This is what's going I just don't on. Like dude. the fact that mythic rares are automatically worth more because of supply and demand. Like Tarmgoyf was worth X, and he was technically a rare, maybe a mythic because of the way they did printing, whatever. But like he was based, no, it was just was, rare. I don't want to hear anything about like rare one rare. That I, I, I has not either. existed since. Shut up! Shut up! Stop ever. talking! I'm not talking about that. I'm just <laughs> saying other people might bring that up, and I don't give a shit about it either. What I'm and saying is his price was based on how he was played, not because his rare symbol was orange instead of gold, and got an automatic bump up to two dollars. Okay, but here here's the thing though. It's about being played, right? And so you're thinking, okay. You're saying that, that they raise the cost of mythics simply because they're mythics. Well, you could look at Angelic Destiny and go, well, it doesn't really matter. They're not going to be able to raise it that much. And there's been plenty of mythics out there that they haven't been able to bump up that much because the mythics are unplayable. Maybe they're going to have some guy that really abuses enchantments in the next set. 
Well, they have a Maybe, couple guys like, in this set that bring them back from your graveyard and shit, too. I don't know. Yeah, otherwise yeah, like, this is pointless. And again, like, maybe Innistrad will be, like, a super heavy graveyard block, and, uh... Also, casual casual players love this game. stuff. Oh, casual like, players will love this, but, like, I mean, how many how many auras, like, Enchant Creatures, have actually seen, like, Tier 1 tournament play? Yeah, like... We have, like, like Eldrazi Conscription... Which wasn't even cast, uh, and it was only it was only because of a different card, right? And then like Rancor in like the late nineties. Was there anything in between there, like that I missed for? In, uh, okay, okay, like, but here's the thing, dude. How many people really run around with enchantment removal in their deck? Well, nobody, because enchantments are bad. Right, enchantments are bad. Now you don't here's need enchantment removal. You, you, you need run around with removal. creature removal, and then you two for one them like an idiot. You like, don't two for one them though, because it returns to your hand. So you really only one for one them. You, you, the only thing you're two if for you one. If you kill it in response, if you kill it in response to them casting it, which is normally what happens. Well, yeah. If you're a fucking retard, I mean, no offense or anything, dude. But if you're, you, are you really gonna cast something like this if if they're not tapped out? I mean, seriously, like, why would you even do that? You're going well, to, that's the you're thing, go- like, the people, the people that will cast this are the people that will play it, and yes, they will do that. That's true. Good point. Okay, well, moving on. Are we done saying. with this? I'm really done talking about <laughs> Yeah, move on. All right, let's go on to Jace, because people love Planeswalkers, and all we right, need to talk right. about it, because yeah. it's Jace. Okay. It's kind of Jace. It's not really Jace. It's well, not nothing Jace will ever at all, be dude. Jace. No, it's not even Jace, Jace 1.0, man. This this is five casting costs. Jace 1.0 served its purpose because it cost three. It cost three and allow you to draw cards, and that's why it worked. And if you if you got control by the time that you were down to one counter, then you could start letting them draw a card because at that point, if you had control and you had a handful of cards, you didn't really care whether they had cards in their hand or not. Jace Memory Adept, on the other hand, comes out at five, which is exactly what Blue doesn't want to see. Okay, and and they're just the abilities are only mill deck relevant and EDH and EDH. Well, of course. I mean, if you're if if they wanted to print a Planeswalker for EDH, then congratulations. Well, and we've already talked about kind of how some things are syncing up with the release of Commander. Right. I wouldn't put it past them. No, I wouldn't so, like, either. To be but... considering that now. Right, right. I I agree with you, but I think everyone keeps assuming it's going to be about Innistrad, and all I've said about that is how the hell do you know that? Like, I know you keep assuming that, but you don't know anything. You're just speculating, and it's like, this this card right here doesn't tell me anything about Mill coming back. All it tells me no. is they created a really expensive milling planeswalker. Yeah. I will say, though, this is, I mean, every planeswalker, except for fucking Nisaravane has been a bomb and limited. Like, this I no, think will be... Chandra the Blaze wasn't. No, that's still a bomb. In limited? Really? I never yeah. played it. I never fucking saw that. Ever. Well, never either you played it wrong or everyone you played against that played it wrong. Like, that was... I never uh, heard anyone else even Dude, talk you're talking you. to the limited champion, man. <laughs> Don't be trying to tell <laughs> yeah, him. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're... Yeah. So so you're wait, you're so just a judge, dude. So Chandra, Chandra Blaze was a bomb and limited? I didn't know it yeah, was. Yeah, like a planeswalker that can kill anything and probably kills multiple things. And, like, if you have board control or if it's, like, a stalemate, you just win. That's not a bomb to you. But, like, you have to have the right card combination to go with that. It's limited. Like, you can't... 
So you're saying you're got you've got you have you, card combination to go with everything. You like, drafted all red like, cards, but in limited in limited sometimes you just win Zendikar Worldwick drafts by just drafting all of the two. Oh oh, oh shit! Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm you're thinking of Chandra Nalar, dude. Nalar. No, no. Chandra, yeah, Chandra Blaze is crap. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. fucking idiot. God. <laughs> Once again, wasted <laughs> ten minutes talking about <laughs> complete bullshit. Fuck! What a fucking retard. What were you talking about originally? Jesus. Um, <laughs> I think this Jace, like aside from like not only is a huge bomb and limited. I think this is going to be the single most annoying planeswalker you can possibly lose to. Yeah. Like, it just comes down and, like, oh, half your deck's gone. And yep. you kill it this turn or you're dead. Yeah, that's gonna be fucking awful to deal with. And guaranteed, because I have the worst luck opening packs and drafting uh, things like this, I'm never gonna see these on my side of the table, ever. And that'll suck once Innistrad comes out and is graveyard heavy and, like, it's a hundred dollars because people are milling themselves because that's totally yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> if Jace hits a hundred dollars again, I'm just gonna fucking I don't know poop in my hand or something like. <laughs> what the fuck is that gonna accomplish? <laughs> Nothing. Dude, the same as putting this Jace. This at $100. Jace will never be at a hundred dollars, dude. This Jace will not be at forty bucks, man. No. Did well, you, it'll be a, it'll be a forty bucks. No, you're wrong. It won't you, be. It might start you, no, no, out no, no. that during, way. During during pre sales, it will because everyone every no, no, no. for every mythic. No, shut up. Shut up. It's, did you up. see that? Did you see that Star City Games had it at thirty five, and then within like a week, maybe even three days, already had it at thirty. No, no, I know oh, that. I, mean, I know people will be dumb as hell about the initial release. I'm saying after the initial release, and everyone's like, "Wow, what am I going to do with this shit?" Then I think that everyone will, uh, it'll go back down to a reasonable range and won't go above that. I think I'm not going to. I'm not going to pay even ten dollars for this. <clears throat> That's what it is, though. You it's a ten dollar planeswalker. It's yeah, actually I could, I could not. It, I could see it pushing fifteen. It's not a ten dollar plane. Here's the thing: Is this better than Garrick? Well, this is. No, that's not. It doesn't matter if it's better. This is the sort of planeswalker that like casual Timmy's like. Or oh now. my god! Yeah, this is <laughs> this, this is, is what they the have same. about at night. This is going to be the same as Sarkin Vol. Dude, Sarkin Vol is amusing though. But do you know how that? I'm not. <laughs> it is amusing. I've I've made interesting decks with Sarkin Vol, but it's it it was a better card. Like when that card came out, I'm, it was like forty or fifty bucks, dude. And no, it's no, like, I'm aware of that. I'm saying, I'm just saying, like the reason that Sarkin Vol was twenty dollars until the set rotated and even afterwards is because casual players love the shit. Oh out of yeah, Sarkin. absolutely, dude. Yeah, and, they'll, and, they'll and I think, I think Jeebus is correct. It'll like casual players love mill, and they love life gain, and then to a lesser extent, they love discard, and, and they this, love green decks, dude. And what? And they love green decks. Some, some, yeah, but more so than no, not. A, more so, more, more than anything is so mill and life gain. God, because cause when you think about new players, there's two ways that you can lose the game. You have no life left, or you have no cards in your um, library left. Right? Those are yeah. the two ways that they think. So they they go either I can gain infinite life and then I'll never die, like, regardless <laughs> of whether or not yes. I can kill you. Right. Right. Or they say, I'm just going to take away your library, but I'm not going to be a dick about it and use counter spells. I'm going to do it with milling, because then at least blah de blah And what happens is these cards become super worth money. Like, And I'm speaking from somebody who played mill a year ago. Dude, I'm sorry, man. But now I've just Dude, lost respect like, for you, so stop talking to me. <laughs> well, don't forget, like... 
at any point in time, has Glimpse the Unthinkable ever dropped below $10? No. Or, like, maybe 8 And, like, that was before Mythic Fine. Rises. I admit like, that I'm it, wrong, but it doesn't make it okay. Let's no, stop talking about Mill, please, no. for the love of God. All right. <laughs> you win. All right, so what else do we want to talk about? Do we want to just kind of move into this weird screaming debate that people are having, yeah, that yeah, idiots absolutely. are having? I do like screaming. Okay. So, so because all of a sudden, mind control I'm hearing that some people are having an issue with overrun and mind control being an uncommon in M12. They've been, like, uncommon since a long time ago. <laughs> well, I know um, they were in M10, which is probably the most playable uh, core set that we've had since well, I've been Well, and Mind Control was an uncommon in M11, too. Right, and, and Overrun Slave was an, was an uncommon yesterday. <laughs> yeah, my, Mind Control is less of an argument. The main argument was Overrun. Uh, no, oh, I just what? tossed Mind Control on there because... No, uh, I saw bitching about that, too. What, about what? <laughs> It's because Mind Control was printed as a rare, like, once, and then all of the Master's editions, so people want it to be rare forever. Fuck, why? Okay, this is what I wrote. When somebody sent this to me on our show notes, I wrote, I don't understand what the fucking problem is. What about last year? Who fucking is whining about this? And about what? Fuck, people are fucking idiots. That's what I wrote. So, somebody explain to me what the issue here is. What? What? the fuck is look, the problem yeah and hold on i i look i love marshall but i didn't get to see his part of this and you saw it jeeb so what what was marshall saying like was he talking about mind control and overrun or just overrun he was mainly talking about overrun he was bitching about how oh you know with m11 they had fixed it they made overwhelming forces it was a rare overwhelming uh, stampede overwhelming stampede yes overwhelming forces way cooler um <laughs> They made overwhelming stampede. It was a rare, and now he was. But it was a totally like, different card. No, no, no. And and here's totally the thing: like, like, I guarantee better. It was well. It was both better and more splashable. No, it was hard. neither. It was more splashable, but it was not better. Most people complained that it wasn't as good. Well, that's because they're well, idiots. They hmm. Well, no, no. The reason why is because you didn't always. I mean, if you have a bunch of one ones, it's not the same type of card, right? I mean, with yeah, overrun. Then you build wrong. Yeah. I know that. Like it's, it, damn it's it. No, hold good, on. It's not as good for constructed. <clears throat> limited, you build, which is what this discussion's about. Right, yeah. I understand, but listen, but here's the thing. When that card came out, and I'm sure I can go back and find podcasts if I cared enough to do so, but I don't. No, when, the, when that card came out, everyone complained and bitched about the fact that it was in the rare slot. Okay, so, so you have people that are complaining about it being in a rare slot, and now you have complete. Oh, blah. Jesus Christ. You have people complaining about Overrun being back at Uncommon, and no one's going to be happy, just like always, because it's called magic, and that's it. We bitch about every damn thing in the world there is to bitch about, and if there's not something to bitch about, we will find something. I just want to know why they chose Overrun and Mind Control this year. I didn't hear any about this last year or the year before. And also, like, what is the fucking problem? Like, you know what else? I didn't hear anybody bitching about overwhelming, um, or no, sorry, Triumph of the Hordes. I don't hear anybody bitching about that. That's right. the same as Overrun, if not even better yes. in Limited. I fucking love that card. I saw my friend Matt Mercier pilot a rareless deck through f- like 12 rounds of a, of a Limited tournament, and he had two Triumph of the Hordes in his deck, and he didn't stumble a single time. He didn't even come close to losing. And he played Mono Green Infect with no fucking bombs, no rares, 
No mana fixing, no nothing. Just fucking 16 forests and a bunch of dirtles and triumph of the hordes. Because <laughs> that, that card is fucking bonkers. Yeah, I didn't see anybody crying about that being uncommon. Like, what is the issue here? Why are... What, what, just, it's fine that we just bitch about everything because everybody's a fucking retard. But, like... Why this? Bitch about something else. Mind bitch control about, is why, stupid. Why isn't, why isn't anybody bitching about a mythic aura? Well, I think we were. That's why I brought it up. I yeah, well, why isn't anybody their... else? Why Why are all these people bitching about overrun and mind control? Like, Because they're, they can't... Like, they're too stupid to sideboard fog into their decks against an overrun opponent. Like no, uh, no one, no one should be bitching about mind control. Period. I mean, that's no. ridiculous. But no. overrun, I, I mean, understand the fact. Really powerful. I, I get angry. It is really powerful, but that so so what? So is Sarah Angel, dude. I mean, mind control is more powerful. Mind control is a straight. I mean, mind control, but it's it's also only as powerful as your removal. Only as powerful as the spells that you can sideboard in against yeah. it. The it's other only thing, so the other thing with mind control is it's only as powerful as you let somebody draft multiples of it. Yeah, there's that too. So how about this? Next time you see you open a pack with a mind control and a red bomb and you're playing red black and you take the bomb and then you get a pack with mind control in it, don't fucking pass the second fucking mind control if you're really that concerned about it. Either hate it or or fucking splash it. Right. Like, and same goes for overrun, for that matter. If you don't like, if you passed an overrun already, if you pass yeah. the second overrun, you're an idiot. I've taught I've taught lots of people how to draft. And I'm not saying that, like, I taught them because I'm the limited champion. I'm just saying, like, I've had lots of players who've but never you are played... the limited champion. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that's not the reason I'm saying this. So, I, I'm just saying, like, I've had lots of new players be like, hey, what are you guys doing? And I'm, like, drafting. And they're like, oh, cool, like, can I try? And, like, sure, let's do a draft. And then they're like, what, what should I know about the draft? And I teach them some basics. And then I always, right before we open our packs, I make sure to tell them, if you open up Triumph of the Hordes slash Mind Control slash Overrun, whatever set we're drafting, you don't fucking pass that card unless it's a X. So, in this case, Titan or Bainstein. Right, Angel. right. Like, you, don't, you just don't fucking pass that. And that's the first thing I tell them. And if you don't know that, and you're playing limited, and you're like, oh, man, oh, I'm the biggest sap ever, and you know what? I, I just lost my last match because the guy had three mind controls because some idiot just passed him three mind controls. Yeah, well, it's well, just as stupid as someone bitching. So that guy could be you. Yeah, you know exactly. I, I don't ever hear anybody being like, oh, man, like, how was your draft? And like, oh, man, I got three mind controls. Oh, this is going to be awful for everybody else. I feel sorry <laughs> for them. No, you go fucking, these idiots gave me three mind controls. I'm going to walk through this and piss on their graves. If no you if you get Doombladed six times, then you deserve it because you just passed like three or four Doomblades yourself. I mean, the yeah. fact, you know, it's, you can be an idiot when you play. The thing that I'm disappointed in is like that Marshall was a part of this because he's way better of a limited player than to be complaining about Overrun was, being in this <laughs> In the thing. Apparently, he's not better though. Like, well, he's first of all, he was like good, the man. big person against. It. Well, again, like I brought, like I brought Aaron Forsyth into the into uh, the discussion to ask, like, well, why is this an uncommon now when we had moved this ability to rare? And you know, he did mention like it's very contentious within Wizards whether it should be rare or uncommon. But he mentions like you know, like if you hate cards like this, draft just draft negate or fog, and like you're fine. Yeah. And Marshall yeah. was like, Marshall was like, you know, Fog's not an answer for Overrun and Limited. Why? And, uh, yeah, and Aaron's Aaron was like, it wasn't directly at him, unfortunately, but it may as well have been. He was like, you know, 
if you don't if you don't believe fog is an answer for overrun and limited that's probably why you lose to it so much yeah no shit well i mean yeah it, fog is an answer fog's a fog's a bad card to have it to have to have in your deck but if you know overrun it's a sideboard thing like i've lost no, no, no. Beca- i've lost with overwhelming uh stampede because people sideboarded fog against me right exactly think, well fuck you have fog like i lose Again, now the other thing too is to like to go back to bad cards in your deck discussion like that stupid mythic aura and fog. You're you're if you can't play the cards in your deck and you can't win without these cards, then they're how bad can they possibly be? You know what? I can tell this story because I've told it a hundred fucking times. Do you guys know what insight is? Uh, it's familiar. The name is familiar, but I don't know. Um, what. Like the card I, or the actual thing that you no, have? No, no, no. The card. The card. Insight. Yeah, it's. For, I, I know. Okay, the name. so just for the people that don't know, because it's the worst card ever. It's an M11 common. It's a in red, red, right? Yeah. It's one red. Yeah. And it's an instant. Oh, it's this that target, fucking thing. Target creature becomes red until end of turn <laughs> yeah, and attacks dude. this turn if able. Yep. It's the worst. I go to GP Portland. And I see this in a game three that's for all the, like, not all the marbles, but it's for, like, top eight or for, like, going whatever, 5-2 or whatever, right? Like, whoever loses this match is out, right? I see this. I see Baneslayer Angel go and then fucking combust your Baneslayer Angel, get you, haha. In response, I incite my Baneslayer Angel, win the game. Wow, dude. And that's the worst fucking card in all of M11 easily. This is probably the worst card ever printed if you count inflation. Whoa. This is fucking the worst. And 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 the guy won because he was a fucking smart player. Instead of being one of the magic players that's just so stubborn as a fucking reti and just being like, bad cards are always bad. You can never use bad cards. I'm going to complain about, about all these, these answers and cards that beat me because there's no answers for them. Wizards are stupid. Oh, my God. Mind control overrun. Dirt about day. And then I'm like, well, play a fog. Draft a fog, which you're going to get 15th pick anyway, and just put it in your sideboard. No, when I draft fogs, I rip them up because fogs are so stupid. I'm like, okay, well, then you fucking lose. Shut up. I mean, like, I, I'm not trying to insult anybody, especially not Marshall, but, like... Really? But, like, After how you just said that, you're not trying to insult anyone? Well, I'm not trying to insult Marshall, is what I'm trying to say. Everybody else, fuck them. But, like, honestly, like, I would never... I'm not smart enough to think of the insight plate. Like, I'm not smart enough to go, this guy's probably got combust, and he's going to sideboard that in. So I'm going to sideboard in insight to stop him. I'm not smart enough... To pull that off, not not only am I not smart enough to think of that, I'm not even smart enough to do that when fucking insights in my hand. <laughs> like I would still just write this card off so hard by being like, "Yep, you can bust my bane slayer angel." That's and us. then like after the game, I'd be like, "Oh, because I'm never gonna play insight." I have ever. no idea where the fuck you're going with this, dude. Like, what what? How does this relate? <laughs> bring it back, dude. Bring it back. To okay, overrun. I'm bringing it back. So I'm just saying, if you if you instead of complaining about cards that beat you. Even if bad cards are the answer to those cards, just play them. Don't yes. fucking write them off as just like, they're bad, so no one play them. Blah, 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 blah. If you can figure it out, because apparently Bush can't figure out that... I can't figure it out, but somebody who apparently is better at limited than I am, <laughs> who shall remain nameless, can't figure that out. Right, Mark. So, so, so for Marshall and everyone else out there who hates Overrun, Jay's official uh, advice to you is play better. Dude, the only yep. the people who hate Overrun are the ones that lose to the fucking thing, so I've got an idea. Draft a counterspell. 
End of story, dude. I mean, or a frog, play, like really. Half the time you you draft. No, they're they're not playing greener. They would have taken the fucking overrun. They're playing blue, <laughs> right? And I know this because Marsh would be playing blue, and so draft uh, cancel. You know something? I mean, you got you got mana open, open, right? So draft cancel or mana leak. There you go. Fuck. Okay, we've Fuck. we've answered the problem. I feel good yeah. about it. This pissed me off. Talking about people who are pissed off about this has pissed me off. Well, you, you fucking ass. You know what pisses Jeebs off? Free magic online programs. That does piss me off. Well, I I, I want to hear. I want to. I already know my feelings about this. But I want to hear. You, I, I want to hear what you have to say about this, Jay. Because because like I know a lot of people were like someone brought it up, right? Jeebs, yeah. like someone just randomly said that like what what was uh. What is your opinion on Magic Online programs and and, and you just like lost it on them? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I was I was like, well, you know, they're like, fucking the guy retarded. Ready like, to relax? Just like openly <laughs> called this guy a faggot or something for no reason. <laughs> and the guy, the guy was like, well, I agree with what you're saying. <laughs> it wasn't, All right, it wasn't so specifically at him. It was just everyone who uses these programs. If he uses them, then yes, he was included. That's okay, fine. so I'll go. I'll go first because I just want to hear Jeebus after I talk, not before, because right. then we'll just get into another argument. No, but, I want to hear it too. So free magic programs. First of all, like I think that if one comes along that is actually usable, then it will take over um, Magic Online. But until that happens, and I'm pretty sure it might not, because anything that resembles Magic Online will probably just be sued out of contention. But until that happens, these programs are all fucking awful. So first of all, these programs don't have a way to enforce the rules. And if you've ever played Magic before, you need an outside source to verify the rules. Otherwise, you just end up having a fucking troll fight like, in person, it's fine. You just get into an argument, and you probably call a judge or tell your friend he's a f- fucking asshole and leave. But, like, online, nobody ever is wrong, ever. Everybody is on the Jersey Shore. So the problem then becomes that, like, I'm playing MWS, and I go, I declare an infinite loop or something. And then they're like, no, you can't do that, because... And then you're like, okay, well, this is how the card works. Like, it was notorious with Valakut when you're like, you have four mountains and then you use a primeval titan to go get two mountains and you're like they both trigger i kill you and they're like no because it's five other mountains and you're just like fuck fuck off shut up and then of course nothing happens and you end up beating these people and then then my question is well what are you even getting out of playing free magic like are you getting better by beating people that don't even know the fucking rules and can't even read and they're not even like smart enough or like have enough of a common common sense to like even have a discussion about it like it, it's it's possible especially in magic that they maybe have a rules mistake that's that's happening like no that's never happened everybody just understands all the rules all the time so when i go to make my cool cockatrice or mws or apprentice program i'm not going to put anything in there that verifies rules excellent um and then second of all like when i hear people whining about the price of magic online and, like, how free magic programs are better because of that. It just comes down to, like, the quality versus quantity. Like, it's the same as when people bitch about the price of Mythic Rares, and, like, Mythic Rares are ruining magic, and just shit like that. Like, the the number one complaint about Moto that I've heard, and I'm sure that you guys have also heard, is that you have to pay twice 
Right? So you have to oh, buy well, hold on. We're going into a totally different. Let's, let's, let's stay yeah, stay with discussion. stay with this. I, we need to get to that topic, but let, real quickly. No, they, they're the same. They're the same topic is what I'm saying. Well, so the the reason the reason that free magic online programs work and are around is because people are upset that they have to pay for their Valakut deck in real life and then also online. So then what they do is they play on these free programs, which are totally fucking useless for anything outside of, like, playing with your friends, testing before you buy a deck if you need to make sure, like, whether this $5 card is worth your $20 <laughs> to buy four of them or not, and or playing casual formats okay. like EDH or Okay, but Kedra. what did you... Okay, I guess... There's not even a point in like because you probably just pulled everything right out of Jeeb's heart. Like you guys are intertwined <laughs> on this soul. Yeah, uh, Your I, souls are intertwined right now, linked together. We're having a sword fight. <laughs> you, you are, dude. So so okay. Since since Jeeb's no longer needs to say anything, and he's probably more gonna just want to troll me after I Excellent. make my You've point. You scooped him out of the podcast. You ha- you have. <laughs> So so here's the thing, and and the reason why I think that what you're saying, although correct in many ways, is also bullshit in many way, many ways, is because what you're talking about, the reasons you're saying, the only reasons why people would do this stuff, is exactly the reason why people do it, is because of the fact that I now granted I I understand that you know people don't want to pay for two sets of cards on Magic Online and in real life, people would be using these things even if. You got one on Magic Online if you bought one in real life. Because it's not about paying twice with this program. It's about the fact that you can test things without having to buy the deck in the first place. You can actually put together a deck for free before you commit to buying a bunch of cards for a deck that you realize sucks or that you're not good at piloting or that you're yeah, just no. not interested well, hold on, in. I agree. I that's, the only, that's the only real reason that I'll accept a, for using this. I have a very simple question here. What's that? Tangents, do you have any friends? <laughs> Kiss my ass, dude. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah of course I have no. friends, dude. Why? Okay. No, clearly so you do not. What the fuck do you need this program for to test? Like, why do you want some piece of shit, unwieldy program to test if you want cards? Like, well, when first you have of friends all, you can test with. Because you, oh, you mean like make proxies and things like that? Or are you talking yeah, about like, borrowing I mean, your I'm, cards? I am. I, well, first of all, one of the one of the other reasons I hate these programs is I am anti proxy in every way possible, except like when texting decks for. A That's format. all that these. Okay, look, I understand there are these people. Programs are full of bad players because anyone and bugs. Like, all, and bugs, yes, all the good competition is on Magic Online, and like, no, but if not if you are hardcore testing for an event, you should probably have a play group you can test with anyway. Right. Like, you shouldn't need to use this shit. Okay. 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 Hold okay on, everybody, hold shut up for a second. Okay. The thing, the thing here is that yes, these programs exist so that I can test at two in the morning when all my friends are sleeping. That's that's totally relevant. That's part of but it. But at the same time, at the same time, you're what Jeebus is saying and what I agree with, and then what everybody should be aware of is you're not getting good testing. A because you're not friends with the person, so you can't talk through your moves. Like when I test with somebody, I'm like, okay, I could do this, or I could do this, or I could do this. Which is the best line of play? Because I'm not trying to win a bunch of kitchen table matches with my new deck. I'm trying to see if it's actually good enough to play. Okay, but now number, the, number now two. The, wait, wait, wait. Number okay, two. Go ahead. Number two. If everybody on these free programs is shitty, which in my experience they are, <laughs> unless they're already my friends, in which case I could just be playing with them in person or in Moto or on Skype, then. 
I'm not really getting any good testing in anyway, even if I don't have a network of deck testers, which I've already said on two podcasts that I don't, and that's why I'm not as good at standard as I wish that I could be. Okay, well, but, maybe the reason why I, you I guys... I still don't test on MWS, because I'm not testing against trolls. I'm just getting sucked into trolls. Okay, and Matt, one first... other, before Hold on, before you go tangent, one other part of this, uh, yes. in terms of, like, quality of testing, like... You know, these things like Hockatrice and Magic Workstation or whatever, they are free. And obviously that's the point of them, but that's also the problem with them. Because yeah. there, is abs- there is nothing at stake. You, If you want to get... If, you, if you're not sitting in a kitchen table with friends who you can... Like a playgroup you can discuss your moves with, you need to be like in like a competitive queue on Magic Online where people Where are losing playing- has consequences. Yes, you need to be playing for something, not just to go online and get to be like. Oh, Let I'm me stop you, like please. Four lotuses. Because what you guys are doing is wah 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 wah. Okay, you're not. First of all, you didn't let me finish what I was saying, so that you'd understand. Because you were wrong. No, I, I'm not only am I not wrong, but the 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 point about <laughs> that I was trying to make would have kept you from yapping right now, and it would have saved us a lot of time. The thing is, is not it's not the fact that the program is bad. It's just that you guys are bad at using them, apparently, because what you're doing is not playing with a bunch of morons online with their crap decks that they built at the kitchen table and think are going to do good online, and they just can't afford to buy the cards on MTGO. That's not what this is about. Let's see. KYT has used them before. Smitty has used them before. We've all used them, and we don't play against the idiots that are already on there. We play against each other. Okay. Well, then we, why are you just playing on Moto? Because maybe. Well, you, why aren't you playing like at the, some dude's house? Hold on. Yeah. The same. Well, first of all, we can't always get to some dude's house if some dude lives across the country. I mean, you might be able to, Jeebs, because I'm sure with your time lordiness, you can probably like teleport across the country, <laughs> and right? Speed, and your speed walking. And your speed walking, dude. <laughs> But but the thing is, is like we can't always do that, you know. Like I can play a game with Roberto if I want to, you know, when he's in Milwaukee. And and the key is, is I can do that, and we can talk it out. Why do you not play a moto? Because maybe you don't want to invest in the cards, like I just said earlier. You don't want to invest in the cards until you know that the deck that you want works. So you build the deck, and then you play it, and then you can make changes until you fine-tune the deck the way you want it, and then you invest in the cards. I don't like wasting my money on shit that I don't end up using or don't like. I will invest in the cards because, look, here's the thing. When you go to tournaments, you have to have real cards, okay? When you go to play a real game of Magic, you have to have real cards. So eventually, you're going to have to make the monetary investment. I want to do it when I know that what I'm playing is what I want. So you test against good people. You know, but the other thing, Tangent, is that Jeebus says, like, when you're playing, you have to have something to lose. Otherwise, then it doesn't really matter if you lose. And the same is true for if you win. You know what? I don't mind investing fake money into fake cards if I'm winning events and getting free tickets online to buy those cards with. Right. So w- and as I'm entering as I'm entering daily events and tournaments which have prizes, I'm playing better players than if I test against bad players. Like yes, I know. I, I concede the point that if I if me and you right now jump on MWS and do a bunch of testing, that's the same as if me and you were in person doing it and that's what these programs should be used exactly. for. Right. But this is, isn't what the majority of people use them for. Well, they then use them retard, as a casual but I pickup, can't help that. And as a replacement for Moto. 
Yeah, I know, but I don't think that the most people do because here's the way that. But the, then, but the, then, how come every time you go on them, there's thirty thousand matches that are just waiting for somebody to join them? What I'm saying if is, most it's not a replacement way, for those Moto. Matches wouldn't exist. Okay, okay. Look at look at uh, software or or uh, music piracy. Okay, do you think that the people that pirate music pirate it because of the fact that they don't want to? I mean, that, that if they didn't pirate it, that they're going to run out and buy the CD. Fuck no, dude. They pirate it because it's free. And if they yeah. didn't pirate it, they just wouldn't listen to the fucking music. Okay? That's yeah. the way that's the way pirates are. It's the same way with this. Those people that are using it solely and that are sitting on there, it's because probably they can't afford to play Magic, and so they do it because they want to be able to play the game, and they want to love the game, and they want to be able to have all the cards, and they just can't afford it. So they go on there to play for free. And that's also why they suck, because they're not playing real competition anywhere. Okay, but the thing is, is it gives them an opportunity to play something that they wouldn't invest in anyway. Okay, it gives them an opportunity to have fun with a game, and it's almost like if Magic Online would just set up a queue with all fakey cards, and they couldn't play in any tournaments, but they could play they casual. That. No, they, they have, have those that. stupid so Planeswalker it's called, decks. It's called signing up for Magic Online. No, those Planeswalker decks don't count. You can't do anything. With these things, you can. Okay? You can edit your Planeswalker decks? With any card? No, you can edit them with the Planeswalker cards you get. You don't have to play the pre-cons. I know you're missing the point. With with the Magic Online, with these little crappy programs that aren't that yeah. crappy. Workstation sucks, but, but Cockatrice is actually pretty well made. But the thing is, is with with these little crappy programs, they actually have the ability to make whatever deck they want throughout yeah, the entire history of Magic. Hold on, you get what hold on. You pay for. So tangent, you're saying that these people, these are the people who wouldn't be playing anyway because they can't afford it. So you're saying it's right for there to be programs existing for the sole purpose of letting other people, of letting these people who are too cheap to pay for it, utilize the intellectual property of Wizards of the Coast for free. And every single one. Yeah, it's called Duel of the Planeswalkers, dude. They pay ten bucks and they can play as much magic as they want, right? But the whole point licensed. is So I know that. So what? If so, if if so, wizards cared about this shit, these companies would be shut down, dude. They don't care because of the fact that they know that technically these are not taking away money from them. These are people that would not pay the money anyway. Okay. They probably do care. It's just ex it would be they, really hard to uh, prosecute. They care until, on a very until you minor scale. Until you put the scale. game rules into the program, I think it would be very difficult. It's not very difficult because most of these programs use actual card images from the cards, which are actually copyrighted. Okay, there's a lot of things that they could prosecute about these games, and they don't. Okay, but the whole point is they don't because of the fact that they know it honestly doesn't make a difference to them. It doesn't make an impact on the community. It doesn't make an impact on magic, on wizards, on anything. It doesn't impact anything. It's actually good for the game. It is actually good for the game because it makes people want to play. And some of these people that do build their decks and practice them, you might see that they actually go and buy cards because they build their deck and they like it and they want to take it to an F&M. You take away something that's free and gives people an opportunity to test these things, and I guarantee you there's going to be those people that are going to be less interested. And I guess if you, if, if you as someone who owns a store, want to lose that, then that's fine. 
But I think that it's... I think it's... You know what? I know exactly who these people are, and yes, I want to lose them. I want every fucking one of them gone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want these fucking assholes coming in, spending three hours of my time trying to figure out how to spend their 50 cents. That's like, fine, I have dude. Shit to do. That's fine, man. But you're the one who's talking about customers and needing to, you know, match prices to be able to meet demands and talking about all these business hey, things, hey, right? Shut up. Shut up. Nobody that cares is, about this. Nobody cares about this. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Here we are. This is pretty relevant. A poor on cockatrice thought a fauna shaman played on his turn would be able to tap on my turn. I need to test versus real people. People on there suck. That's not what it's for. I mean, if you guys can accept the fact right, that's not up, what it's for, cares. fine. All right. We agree to disagree. Nobody cares about losers. I don't agree for- to that. Right, you're wrong, and that's cool. So, anyway, well, why don't we uh, segue this into the next point? Which is uh, Moto versus real life. And apparently, Tangent, you think there's a more real question behind this than just which is better. Well, I just, I mean, I think Jay agreed. I think that it's not really which is better, Moto or real life. It's just whether or not, you know, basically you're getting screwed by having to buy the cards twice. And I don't disagree yeah. with that. I think it sucks that you have to buy them And they're both. never going to change that. They're a business. No, they're a business. Exactly. Well, you can't change that. You, no, can't you can't change it. I mean, you can't change there's it. A, there's ways to change it. it just, they're not financially viable. And right, that way right. they don't matter. How would you cha- like, how could you possibly have your physical collection translated online? You could do it with barcodes of the booster packs and boxes that you buy. Yes. You okay, could do well, it at a store. Thing, one, you would have to barcode every previous card you've had. Two, every single time you... Tra- like, if I sell a box of bulk rares, I would have to remove all of those from my online inventory. Why would you them. have to do it to every yeah. previous card you had? That makes no sense at all. You wouldn't have well, to. Well, if do you it don't own the card anymore, you shouldn't be able to use it online anymore. There you Every go. Every time you trade or sell cards, you would have. It's it is beyond unfeasible. No, no it's, it's whenever possible. someone it's goes to register that, ass, and it's not financially viable, and nobody yes. would put the time in to do it. Yes, exactly. it doesn't mean it's impossible. It just means that it's a pain in the ass. Yes, like exactly. walking your right. dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jeep well, likes that, it's dude. A bigger pain in the ass than that. Okay, so basically, yeah, I, the whole I point is yes. Buy cards twice, though. You're going to get shafted, and you have to make a decision. You can either do both, you can do moto, or you can do real life, right? I mean, that's I think I think the only thing that I have a problem with with moto is that some cards are at the same price or more than real life cards, and I'm these are digital products yeah. that don't take any time to I make. Have... They don't take any time to ship. There's no shipping costs. There's no production value. No, no, no. no. Like. There's that's that's less of a problem than the than the booster cost, dude. the The cost of the actual cards is based on the cards of the pl- playability online. And if you're winning packs and stuff off of them, then they should be worth a decent amount. No, no. But I, your boosters should not be four bucks a freaking a, booster. That's ridiculous. I mean, I can yeah, go buy just, boosters for like two fifty. I just don't think that a digital Jace should be worth a hundred and ten dollars. Right. Real physical paper. Well, that's, that's do either or both of you guys do constructed on uh, online? Yeah, yeah, I don't because of this problem. Yeah, I do. All right, I, I, see, I, I only would, do. I would, but I refuse to pay three hundred dollars for Jaces. Right, and I'm and I'm not sure. Right. Fuck, not paying forty dollars for Primeval Titans when I can buy <laughs> real Primeval Titans for forty dollars and interact with people instead of being a sweaty fat fuck. Okay, right. Like my big problem with uh. My big problem with playing online is that you're online, where, like, everyone is an anonymous douchebag like me. Yeah. Like, I mean, and also, yeah. Everybody like, online I, is Dr. Jeebus. It's annoying. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, like, 
it is the other thing too. Like I have a ridiculous collect, like physical collection. I don't want to buy all these cards again. There's no point to it. Like I have Magic Online because I judge, so I don't get to dr- like draft or do sealed very often. And I just play limited, and I am, with the exception of pre-releases, where the prize structure is beyond ridiculously greedy of them. Um, with the exception of that, like, I go infinite and limited, and I just do it for fun. But, like, there's, there's no way I would invest money in playing, like, especially if you have to choose one or the other. If you have enough money to do both, then, you know, good for you, go fuck yourself. Um... But if you have to choose, like, why would you choose the option where you're not interacting with people? Like, are you just that afraid of society? Or unless you're, like, the one guy living in Uganda who wants to play Magic. No, dude. So you're saying that why would you choose Moto versus real life? If if you could, if you can only do one for Constructed... Like, I, I, I will oh, choose Moto, to be honest with you. And the reason why it has nothing to do with, like, living in Uganda, it's because of the fact that, one... I have limited time. I have insanely limited time. I can't hit F&Ms, dude. I work 14 hours a day, okay? So because of the fact that I work 14 hours a day, I have very limited time, and I need to be able to play when I can play. And I want to be able to hit PTQs. If I can't hit a PTQ driving across the freaking country, I can go online and hit a PTQ on a Sunday when I actually have a day off finally. So No, absolutely. You know, it just right, depends. Well, I guess it's a different mentality because you're thinking... I'm always thinking casually. Um, competitively, I can see actually why you would choose Moto. Um, no, but, I, I mean, mean casually, like I would rather I would rather just like you know just like one day a weekend or something like play Commander and like drink. This and is the thing. With my in the interest right. of time, in the interest of time, like M- Magic Online is amazing for that. Yeah, exactly. Because you you can play 38 games at a time and games fire almost instantly usually, and you can just do all that stuff. But and you don't have to move, you don't have to waste travel time, whatever. But like, in the interest of having fun and interactive magic and etc., if I if I could choose to play F and M in like the only time I ever get to play magic is F and M, let's say, right? Well, right as an example, because right. we need we need variables, but we also need constants. So I we're talking about only F and M, and we're talking from the hours of six thirty p.m. to ten p.m. <laughs> okay. Okay. So if I have a choice, and I can either do that on Moto, or I can either do that at a store, right? I. I, and and it's not going to take me ten hours to get to that store. Like it's going to take me ten minutes, let's say, to uh, to thirty minutes, right? A reasonable amount of time, and I don't have a bunch of tangenty type time constraints. Like I'm talking <laughs> regular people here. I'm always going to pick the store for the reasons that Jeeva said. Like I'd rather interact with people. I'd rather have the ability to look at card singles and talk about my other decks I want to build, and right. in between rounds play EDH and. I, I don't disagree. And buy a pop and yeah. get a blowjob in the in the alley. Like, like I'm sorry, did you just say is, pop? Yeah, pop. Okay. He's we don't Canadian, call it soda dude. up here. Well, you're wrong, but go ahead. So, so that's the thing is like that's the big difference for me between Moto and real life. And and I used to draft a lot on Moto. I used to play a lot of constructed on Moto. And then I realized like I was just draining my fundage. Because I was paying for everything twice, and it was a real pain in the ass. So then I decided to use Moto only for Commander. And yeah. this was like maybe a year ago, maybe eight months ago, I stopped and only started playing Commander. And actually, Commander Online is amazing because you can buy six or $700 paper EDH decks online yep. for like less than $100. Yeah, that is good. 
I, 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 will, I will say this, though. Like, I prefer play competitive on Moto and play for fun, like, casually, like, my EDH is, and everything. Is that because you don't get distracted by outside stuff? Like, is that... Like, I've heard that before. Like, people prefer to play on Moto because they can be in the comfort of their home with their iTunes on, and they don't have to listen to idiots playing shitty spells and no, asking dumb it's, questions. It's because I get... I get so many games in, like it's just nonstop, one after another right. after another, right. and I can write everything down. And, and you don't just, have to wait for rounds to start. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't have some guy you're smelling that you just can't get out of your head, and and all yeah, that. Yeah. But 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 when I'm playing for fun, like I I don't have any more fun playing Magic than I do. Like on a lot of Saturdays, I will go, and sometimes on Sunday I'll go to my friend Ben's game store, and we will just. Uh, We'll just sit there and play, you know, EDH or stand. And we might play standard. We might play whatever. But whatever we do, I mean, sometimes we play for like the whole the whole day. Dude. Oh yeah. You know, we'll close the store down and even stay a couple hours after and just play and and it's awesome. But there's no more fun than that. But when I'm talking, like, if I had to choose, like, when you're talking about, like, if you had to play like seriously, I would choose Moto because I get more done. But but I don't have more fun than just hanging out with my friends. I mean that's just the way it is. Yeah. So I that that's the thing. I mean there is no. That's why when you say moto versus real life, I don't think that's the question because there is no question. It's like you, if you want to be a serious magic player, yeah. you need them both. Okay. If you yeah, want to be you a do, serious yeah. one. But and the thing is too. The thing is too. If you're going to be a serious magic player, as soon as you say I'm going to be a serious magic player, you can't bitch about anything. Exactly. You're you can't correct, bitch dude. about That's overrun it. being a, a fucking this. You can't bitch about the price of mythics. You can't bitch about fucking. And you can't bitch about magic war station or cockatrice because they're all exactly. tools to get better. I mean, exactly. they all are. So it's yeah, I agree. Okay, well let's move on because I think that I think we covered that and I think it's I think we all agree that it's really not neither one is better than the other. They're they're both important. Realize more fun. Moto's probably a better grind. So. I will. I will kind of disagree that if you want to be competitive, you need to pay for both. Just well, just in one simple respect, you need to do both. But you only have to pay for, or maybe no, only pay like said, half the like, money. Either. You just borrow cards from people. Right. Right. Like if you're trying to be a pro, you don't need to own anything. No, like no. people will just hand you stuff. And which like, which is just my cards. Which is a good point, actually. That's the most frustrating thing to me about magic and about life in general. It's like I'm a regular guy and I got to pay for everything. And you're a celebrity, so you make a bajillion dollars, and you pay for fuck all. You you play professional magic. Are you sponsored by people who pay for your magic cards? Yep. But do you also just walk up to them and take any magic cards you need? Do you... If you need a magic card, will anybody in the entire universe just give it to you lovingly? Yep. But, like, would they do that for me? Mostly not. Whatever, dude. I've given you cards before, so kiss my ass. No, no, Come I'm on, not yeah. saying like other pe- like most people won't like your friends would, but <laughs> random people who don't know me as Jay Bush the celebrity. Like if I went to GP Portland and I was like, oh, I need to fucking Jace, I need three Jace the Mind sculptors and a bunch of shit for my legacy deck worth a thousand dollars. Who can help me out? Everyone's just gonna look at me and be like, not me. Well, that's why you become more of a Fuck celebrity, off. dude. Then and people and will want saying, to like, give you cards. But, but pros, pros. Like I have a friend. Uh, Russell, who's like probably the best aggro player in, in Alberta, and he's been like he's won Alberta nationals a couple times or Alberta provincials a couple times, and I don't know if he's won nationals, but he's like an amazing magic player, and he's been playing magic since he was like an embryo. But <laughs> he he doesn't actually own 
like more than 200 magic cards right now. Like he only owns cards that are like really special to him or are signed or are collector's editions or like whatever, right? But he always has access because he works at a card store and because he's this really super dude. He can just build whatever deck he wants, which is like fine. But then it's like people that are poor and are trying to become better at magic, they're always going to be held back by the fact that they can't spend this week's food money on Jace the Mind <laughs> And this guy, this guy doesn't even have to rent them. He doesn't have to give collateral. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to rent them on the basis that he wins. And if he doesn't win, then he has to pay some kind of fee. He just no, I need those. Okay, here you go. Here's the best deck in the format and all the best cards for free. Why don't you go win that tournament for free and get some money for free? So we're, we're, we're really we'll pay you. going to turn this into a, you know, celebrities get all the benefits. Like, that isn't just the way life Doesn't that piss you off? Doesn't that just piss you off? Though? Yeah, it, it sucks. Hold on, though. So you're saying he, he works in a store, so he just borrows whatever he wants from the store? Yeah, a lot of a lot if of a lot of the pros are like that though too. So a if, lot of if, good players. I mean, unless you're Star City or something, like if you have like every, all seventy five cards for a tier one deck in stock, you're probably not doing something right. Because if there's a big event coming, people should be looking to buy this stuff. I mean, they should be looking to buy it anyway. Like, I I, I don't know. I just can't. Oh my imagine god! Having Can we not even just go down this road? Okay, I get it. Yeah, right. Really? Holy. I mean, come on, right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. No, I I understand where you're going, Jeeves. I'm just saying, like, I don't... I mean, there's nowhere to go with that. It's like, yes, it sucks to not be a pro, so let's all get there, and then we can stop bitching about it, and we can make fun of everyone else. But, yeah. What makes a card bannable, broken, or just strong? All right, so this was something that was asked to us on Twitter. Uh, Yeah, it is is a pretty straightforward question. Um, A card that's strong, I mean, it's just that. It's a card that's good, but there's nothing, like, degenerate about it. Something like Bloodbraid Elf. Um, That's pretty fucking... De- no, Bloodbraid Elf isn't broken in any way. It's just good. Okay. Um, something that's broken is... Basically, Vanable and Broken um, are different words for format warping and format defining. Broken cards are cards that are format uh, warping... So anything that, like, because this card exists, like, this one deck will exist around it, and that's like going Blood to Like Bloodbraid Elf? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Maybe, like a, all right, fine. So like pulse, a deck that had five out of the top eight constantly. All right, fine. All right, so Pulse is strong, and Bloodbraid Elf is uh, broken, broken, I guess. I still don't think it's broken, regardless. But yeah, that created, it's, it's close, it, though. It was, it's on the verge, right? I mean, you can't argue yeah, that. It, it, it is close, but we'll use that as an example anyway. That's something that's format warping. Where, you know, it's going to make this deck, and you're going to have, like, you have to worry about this deck. It's always going to be there. But it's not, like, some, un, you know, fucking ridiculous, unbeatable mess. Uh, a card that's bannable would be something that's format-defining. Um, kind of like Stoneforge, apparently, was. Um, where So, sorry, like, can you just really quickly, for the children, explain the difference between format-warping and format-defining? Well, I'm about to explain format-defining now. So format warping is just, this card creates a deck which is so powerful, like, it will always be, like, Tier 1 at all of these events, and the metagame will largely shape around it. Um, Like, you know, there will be that deck, and there will start being decks built to beat that. Uh, Format defining is something like, you know, fucking like Ravager and the Affinity decks, although... 
the artifact land were actually the problem. Um, Format-defining is when something allows a deck to become so powerful where you actually... You essentially have to have, like, six to ten, like, cards in your main deck that would be sideboard cards for for this deck. Where, like, you're essentially pre-sideboarding because so much of the format is going to be this deck that you just assume every round I'm playing this deck. So So that kind of makes sense. Like, that's how I thought about Cobblade and Stoneforge Mystic. Yeah, so, I mean, if that's how you thought about it, um, which actually a lot of people did, like... Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, like with Affinity, there was this card like Hearth Kami. It was a 2-1 red creature for two, and you could sack it to destroy artifacts. And, like, that would never have seen main deck play except for Affinity. Um, And, you know, you would have that and then, like, ten other artifact removals in your deck. Um, So that's... When something warps the format where sideboards are now part of the main deck, uh, that's basically when something becomes bannable. Hmm. That's a good analogy. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's it's funny that you still kind of like are hesitant about the whole Stoneforge thing. It's like, I think if Wizards decided that it was that bad, that it probably was. You kind of probably have to just go ahead and accept. Not that. even that. Not even that. Just like, but then the way that you described a bannable card. As you were describing it, I was just thinking of Stoneforge Mystic. Like, yeah, it yeah. did all the things that you said it did. Yeah, exactly. I No, I agree. Oh, yeah. I, I, mean, I think the thing is that it's it's important to realize that this is subjective. It is. I, it's possible for me to think this card is bannable and for you to not think that. Right, like Insight. Yeah, like well, I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, that is... Well, what I gave was kind of a metric for it, but like, I think a large reason our views would differ... Is because I'd actually like I don't really have a chance to play standard. I'm always judging, right? Um, so I I only have the experience of watching these decks, and fortunately, you know, like there'll be the douchebag who showed up with Cobblade, but like he would come like once every three weeks, and otherwise it was you know a lot of different decks. So I don't I didn't have the full experience of just how bad it was, but okay. So uh, yeah. Anyway, let's uh, go on to. Helping people out who have had their cards lost or stolen by donating cards. I think that Jeebs has something to say about this. Uh, how do you feel about like giving people a hand that uh, you know have had their cards stolen? All right, I'm taking the unpopular stance on this one, as is often the case. Um, I think it depends. It de- I think it depends where the help is coming from. Well, let, let um, me let me just set up a scenario real quick, okay? Like, say all okay. your cards were stolen, and then just one day you, like, open the door, and just all your cards are laying on your porch, like, all torn up and just, like, thrashed, and you basically just lost your whole set. Oh, you mean that thing that happened to me? Right, yeah, something like yeah. that, right? So, let's say that happened to you, and then someone said, hey, uh, do you need some cards? Not even that. Somebody heard about it and was like, hey guys, let's get together a little care package for this asshole. This and guy who for wouldn't do it for anyone else. Donate some cards to him. Yeah. Again, it's. I think my main issue with. Is the, that it didn't happen for you? That, that no one helped you, so no one should help anyone else? Yep. It, well, no, it's. That's part <laughs> that's of the mentality. exactly what it is. No, it's. No, the issue is that, is that some of the help came from wizards. Like, did you tell I Wizards, did you go to Wizards and say, hey man, listen, I've got a picture of all these cards that some douchebag ripped up of mine, and 
and I now lo- no longer can play Magic. I'm a judge, and I can no longer play Magic because someone destroyed all my cards because they're jerks. Did you do that? I did. Well, I wasn't a judge yet at the time, anyway. Okay, but, uh, I, I will be a judge in the future. I know it because I'm a Time Lord, right? Did you say that and then say, say, hey, you know, what can you do? Did you do it? Well, no. Exactly. No. So you didn't get the cards because you were you didn't ask, right? So you are, you're again, now butthurt because you didn't get help. Again, this is something that happens all the time. People like, always get their cards stolen and get given presents by wizards? No, people always get their cards stolen. I, this is the first time I have ever heard of wizards actually sending someone something. And, like, that kind of... Like, it seems... As a corporation, it doesn't feel like they should be doing that. Like, yes, it's really nice, but it sets a really bad precedent. And then for other people, like, you know, maybe I would have got something if, like, all this social networking shit existed when this happened to me, and, you know, I just bitched loud enough and the right people heard it, which sounds like what's what happened with this guy. Um, if And it also sounds like I had a lot more destroyed than he did, and it was stolen, like, from my house. His... Apparently... He, I'm not gonna say it's fully his fault. Like it's not like he just left his bag unguarded at a tournament. It was it was locked in a car, um, but he had also like gone to sleep for the night and like just left a bag with you know hundreds or thousands of dollars of cards in there. Like I don't oh, know why Jesus you do that. Christ! <laughs> okay, that so guy just is so an that, idiot. Just so that everybody knows, whenever you go to sleep, you should just be putting every single thing you own that you like in your safe, your giant bank vault. Well, you definitely should be leaving your fucking cards, for sure. Well, no, dude, if you're on vacation somewhere, and you just have this one backpack with thousands of dollars of shit in it, are you going to be like, oh, it's three in the morning, like, I just don't feel like bringing it inside. I don't know, wasn't this in, like, Australia? Like, I'm not worried about other people stealing my shit, I'm worried about dying every fucking second. (laughs) Okay, but, but, dude, (laughs) seriously, if you leave your cards locked, and they're worth that much locked in your car, you are kind of an idiot, man. I literally had some guy... G- pry my door open and I had I mean my car is my work car dude it looks like shit and there's no reason why anyone would want to steal anything out of it and they literally got into my trunk and stole the duffel bag that had nothing in it out of the fucking car and actually left a wrench that was worth more than the stuff that they stole but that's that's my luck and they're bad but still it's just the idea like if people are willing to do that to me then they'll definitely steal thousands of dollars worth of magic Agreed. cards out but of that, the car. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't help people that have unfortunate things happen to them. No, we should. But Jesus doesn't if, even if like helping blind wants people. To, that's fine. But it seems. I just think it's wrong for wizards to do it. Like for one person. Wait, what wizards did this actually happen recently? Did yes, yeah, so this really happened. Wizards. Someone who works at Wizards saw and sent. It was someone who works for. I think he's like the head of programming for Magic Online or whatever, and he had access to the redemption sets and just sent him five sealed sets. It was like a full uh, Scars Blanc. Jay, Jay, welcome to the conversation, dude. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that we were talking about this in hypotheticals. Holy fuck. I'm fucking pissed off at that. Yeah, dude got a fucking package from Wizards. Like, here's five factory sealed sets. Like, Well, this is fine, guys, because now we just tell Wizards that we got a bunch of shit stolen, right? And we give free cards, okay? They set the president. The bar is set, man. This is the problem. This is the problem. A, A, one. Uh, is that a Canadian that a, a, really a or nice is that like the letter they, A? Like, that's a really nice thing that they did. But, like, the problem becomes that now, like, anybody who has a bad thing actually happen to them now has to go through, like, this really embarrassing and stressful 
bullshit if they ever if if Wizards is going to continue to do this, right? Cuz they're going to there's going to be so many skeptics. Like if I was the guy that did this and sent this package to Baz, I would be like immediately as soon as it got sent and put in the mailbox, I'd be like, "Fuck. What have I done? Every single person on the planet is going to want free shit from me now. Son of a bitch." But like so now what happens when I when my collection gets blown out of the water? Now I'm going to be like, "Man, I wish I could get some free shit, like five full redemption sets, but I guess that's kind of greedy, so I just won't ask. But right. it sure would be nice if I did. And now I'm, like, jealous of something that happened that didn't need to happen. Right. I think I, I actually have to agree with Jeebus here. I think that it was really nice for the community to do that. It sounds like that was too much for Wizards to do. Well, I didn't I didn't even know about the Wizards thing until just now. I, Jeeves on, on there was seemed like just talking about people getting help in general. Yeah, me, so me like, too, and I'm all for no, that. I, yeah, I have no problem with the community helping out. Like, that's, that's what a community is for. That's not what a large corporation is for. It's like, again, it sets a bad precedent because now everyone's going to expect something. Like, and what about all the people who, like, maybe they've heard stories and didn't do anything? Like... Those people are supposed... I mean, you know, I don't think anyone at Wizards would have heard about what happened to me, so it's not about that specifically, but, like, all these people are like, oh, what, like, you know, my... I didn't have enough stuff destroyed, or, like, I don't use Twitter, or I didn't bitch loud enough, or I didn't bitch to the right people, so I get nothing, like... Or I'm not nice enough, and because I speak my mind, I don't get things that the nice, quiet-going person does, or whatever, right? Whatever the... Well, the person who got this stuff's kind of a troll, or as far as I'm... No, no, but, like, but I just mean, I just mean, like... The the precedent that was set is that X per X situation with X person equals a way more free shit than is required to make a goodwill gesture from a corporation, right? Right. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I think Wizards should have stayed out of it personally. I think if they absolutely wanted to do something nice, which is totally fine and like awesome, and like I'm really glad to be able to support a company that cares about its player base like that. Which you you're not going to hear me ever say probably again because most of the stuff they do I fucking hate and I have it on a really good authority that Hasbro is a real bunch of dicks when it comes to Magic and that's what drives a lot of the decisions. But regardless <laughs> of that, nice. wizards wizards are actually good. Like yeah, so regardless I mean, of that, whatever. Especially especially on like the business side, like you know when I have either TO or store issues that I have to talk to them about like. Yeah, are, yeah. Like, you get responses. Like, I sent them an email, and they called my fucking, like, house phone, not even the work phone. I didn't even know they had this phone number. They called me three minutes after I sent the email, like and we had that shit worked out. Like, like, Mission Impossible, like ninjas. Yeah, like, they actually care. They do a very good job. I yeah, so anyway, so regardless right. of that, because that's what I was already saying and didn't need to be interrupted. <laughs> I, think it's really great. I think it's really great that they did something like that, but the problem is that, like, they did too much, and you can't possibly do that for everybody, and now you're just going to have people that are mad because of exactly what Jeebus said. Like, you can't go around being like, oh, man, this kid with cancer wants to go into space as his one dream. So we spent $3 million to get him on the next space shuttle. And then the next kid with cancer is like, I want to go to Disneyland. And then they're like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> all right, and then all right. Like, what? I don't have enough cancer for you? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You know I mean? dude. Like, the blind guy like, play magic. But I want to be allowed ass, to dude. <laughs> Come on. Is like, God smite you. Okay, so. I already did. Don't... I had no part of that. Don't help people out who have lost or stolen cards, wizards. Remember that. Or just or help them out, but don't make us jealous. 
Yeah, help us make all us out. Feel, make us feel elated and happy for him. And oh my god, wow, Wizards did such a nice thing. Not like, what the fuck? Why does that guy deserve $8 million <laughs> for the product? What the fuck has he done? Yeah, but why? Uh, if, Wizards, you just... if Wizards wants to sell me or uh, send me a mint-signed Library of Alexandria that doesn't smell like bleach, I will take back everything bad I said about this. Uh, okay. Send me things, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, send the public enemies free shit, and we'll stop bitching about it. And, yeah, that's uh, gonna. Re- I think that's going to work really well, too. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, anyway, um, I really would like to move on to shout-outs. I know they're always long and beautiful and fulfilling, so any shout-outs? Nope. Nope. Fuck them. All right. Well, I had one. I promised someone online. All right, do it, Jeeves. I want to hear it. uh, I don't even remember his name. It was like LOLSTG or something on Magic Online. Um, He wanted His specific (laughs) words were give a a shout-out to the guy you crushed online. Nice. And I was like, okay. That was so worth Excellent. it. Excellent. I'm glad we got to hear that. Me too. <laughs> I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> I'd also like to give a uh, give out a sh- uh, give a shout out to blind people, um, even though they're all cheaters. <laughs> also, because you feel bad for them. Yeah. Cool. Right, well, I, I feel good about this. Uh, you know, it's definitely it couldn't have been worse than episode three. So I feel good about that. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think uh, you can get a hold of us at Public Enemies. MTG at gmail.com. Get a hold of us on Twitter. Public enemy spelled wrong because no one will fix the damn thing. And uh, you fix it, bitch. You do it, dude. I'm on the road, fucking five hundred hours. I a week. came up. Are you with a fucking the truck driver? Like, it, how are you always on the road? He's I, a rapist. I'm. I'm a. <laughs> I'm a rapist, and rapists are always driving, dude. Like, I just drive by the nearest woman and like just grab her into the cars I'm driving by. So. You know. You're being offensive. Well, you're the one He's lying. St- They're not women. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not you, Jeebs. Come on. I'm not, I wasn't on to catch a predator. Uh, wow. so I just brought no, sandwiches. Me. <laughs> <laughs> All I right. I just brought sandwiches. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, so we have a misspelled, uh, which, by the way, Jay did, and it was all him, uh, Twitter ID. And you can uh, listen to our other shows, The A-Team for Jay, and Mana Screwed for myself, and Jeebs is probably somewhere on Twitter annoying people. Painful painful urethra movements. (laughs) 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 All right, I think that uh, we're done for the week, so anything else, gentlemen? I got nothing. Sweet. See ya. Later.